0: Fanny called Peter on her iPhone 286. Forcer 62 at the Cosmos, situation post-Virgo, you free? No, but my rates are very reasonable. Sometimes Peter thought he was funny. I'll have the Volvo at the front door in ten. Exactly ten minutes later, she pulled the specially designed triangular car up to the front of the Institute at the moment Peter stepped through the door. Having shed his white lab coat for the black leather jacket and dark glasses they wore for hostile pickups. After so many years seeing him dressed like that, he could still get her juices flowing. And, of course, her juices were already flowing from her unfinished business in her office. Of course, Peter was implacable, as always, features somber, not seeming to notice the women gaping after him on the street. She sometimes wondered if he were gay, a robot, or a gay robot. But it didn't stop her wanting him. At the edge of Institute property, the Volvo gliding smoothly a few inches off the corroded road surface, Fanny and Peter both frowned. Wad had been at it again. Protesters lined the street, chanting and waving placards. Red center city of the Institute! A vote for Dick Wad is a vote for decency. Macy's shoes, 50% off. That's outrageous, Peter said. Fanny shrugged. Macy's always has a sale this time of year. You know what I mean, Fanny, the protesters. What sort of person do you have to be to protest against orgasms? Those who don't have any. Since Wad's anti-semen campaign began... B.J. had reported calls pouring in from outraged citizens who believed all the stuff Dick spouted. Peter and Fanny had set straight as many as they could about the Institute's mission and gotten several new clients in the process, which only confirmed hoyt Seaman's theory that angry, overwrought people needed more and better sex. But this kind of demonstration was bad for the Institute, and if Dick was elected, he could cause big trouble. Rumors swirled through Center City that he had mob connections, and he certainly had friends in Washington, given that his brother, Jerk, was a U.S. senator. In troubled silence, she and Peter arrived at Hotel Cosmo and exited the Volvo in their black leather, Fanny tossing the keys to an attendant. Forcer 6-2, half-hour max. You know what to do. The attendant saluted with the hand carrying the keys, blinking painfully when one poked him in the eye. Yes, Miss Sluber. Loiber. Fanny brushed past him, Peter half a step behind. They strode through the lobby, guests parting for them with murmurs and soft exclamations. The hotel manager met them at the elevator he'd held for them and nodded somberly. This wasn't the first 6-2 at the Cosmo. They rode up to the fifth floor and Fanny tried to stop thinking about sex and focus on the job ahead. Forcers could be dangerous business. Both Peter and Fanny were black belts in the ancient art of kick your balls. Both wore tasers, cuffs, riding crops, and syringes of powerful paralyzers on their eye belts. But they never knew what they'd be up against. At their target suite, 513, they drew their tasers and each took one side of the door. Stage one? proceed. Peter reached to knock. They could have called it knocking instead of stage one, but that wasn't nearly as cool. Who is it? Chastity's breathless voice, dripping innocence. Boneberry and Loiber, the sexperts, open up. Of course. As the door opened, they leaped around, tasers in front of them, ready to fire. Neither of them fired. Neither of them even moved. Chastity. Gorgeous didn't even begin to do it. Sexy was not even close. Chastity was perfect. Young, blonde, stunning. Wearing a clingy sundress that showed every curve of an hourglass body. Wow, Peter said, his voice cracking. Fanny glanced at him.